I'm not going to stand for it. I'm not going to sit for it. I'm not going to loiter, meander, saunter. I'm not going to do anything for it. It's wow. time for a revolution. Welcome to Unscripted with Kirby Hossaman and Bill Petrie. In this weekly podcast, Kirby and Bill talk about the world of marketing, branding, and promotional products. Unscripted is available only at promocorner.com, the leader in digital marketing for the promotional products industry. Now, here's Kirby and Bill. And welcome to episode number 167 of Unscripted. I am your co-host, Bill Petrie. With me, as always... The Commandant of Custom Calendars, as named by Mandy Rudd, who in who actually <laughs> sent me that via text, sent me your title this week via text, The Commandant of Custom Calendars, the one and only Dr. Kirby Hossman. Kirby, how the hell are you? I am grinning ear to ear. That is the most fantastic title. Uh, so that's really, really good. That brings me a great deal of joy. So thanks, Mandy. Thank you, Bill. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Yeah, Mandy and I were having just a quick text conversation last week, and we started bouncing around really good ideas for titles for you. So <laughs> buckle up, buckaroo. There's plenty com- There's plenty more coming. I but love you, it. But you know what else is coming, Kirby? What's that, Bill? That would be a great custom headwear program from our good pals over at Bam Bam. You know, they have fully custom caps designed by your team, my team, their team, the Oakland Raiders football team. They really don't care. They really don't care who designs these caps. But what they're going to do is they're going to deliver them to your customer in 30 days or less from sample approval. Isn't that amazing, Kirby? It is amazing. It's probably not the Oakland Raiders team because then it wouldn't show up. So the, yeah, but it. Any other team would probably be good to design the caps. Well, Kirby, I have even better news for you. What's that? I'm so glad you've asked. Thank you for knowing that. Um, Bam Bams has added factories in Vietnam, so they're not impacted by the tariffs that just hit. The tariffs that just hit. So um, Stocker Custom, let Bam Bams be your first, and and dare I say only thought, for custom (laughs) headwear. Awesome, awesome, awesome. All right, Kirby, uh, are you prepared to broadcast at a uh, milk chocolate level today? <laughs> that sounds like a great level to be. Awesome. Why don't you start us off with something? Okay, well, I mean, I feel like we teased this last last week, and honestly, we didn't tease anything. Mm-hmm. You did. I, I learned something about you last week, about yeah. your uh, apparent, you know, I'm not a big conspiracy theory guy, yeah. but all of a sudden you kind of shed a light on the fact that you've got some conspiracy theories, and you talked a little bit about the Coke, real Coke, new Coke, uh, yeah, new Coke, whatever mm-hmm. uh, conspiracy last week. So that was yeah. interesting to me. And then you talked about M and M's. I'm super fascinated, and I think the the listening audience is probably fascinated to hear about that. Okay, so I'm I'm not a huge conspiracy theory guy when <laughs> it comes to that like you're able to roll off like that. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not but I'm really not. Not when it comes to like, you know, who who shot Kennedy and all that. I don't believe in conspiracy theories like that. But when it comes to marketing, I do tend to look for the conspiracy theory. Okay. And I think other than the new Coke, which was uh, you know, a complete marketing scheme, in my opinion. The biggest fraud perpetrated on the American buying public is peanut (laughs) M&Ms. Oh, do tell. All right. So I, I love M&Ms, per, personally. That's if, if I'm having candy, that's my favorite candy. In fact, it's probably my favorite candy besides beer, quite frankly. <laughs> okay. That's, it, uh, yeah, that's good. Yeah, it's the perfect candy. It's the right size. You can enjoy them one by one or by the handful. And I've always been partial to the milk chocolate M&Ms. Okay. And for, but, but for years, I've had friends who will always extol the greatness of the peanut M&M. 
Yes. And see, I don't mind the peanut M&M, but I always felt like it's a bit of a ripoff. Okay. So one day about, it doesn't matter how many years ago, I decided to go down a rabbit hole and do a little research. Okay. And now I am more than happy on this very broadcast to have an ex- an unscripted exclusive as I'm about to blow the lid off of the Mars Chocolate Company and the fraud that is peanut M&Ms. It is, it is seriously the greatest fraud perpetrated on the American people. Are you ready? I, I guess so. All right. Let's start, <laughs> let's start with the following facts, Kirby. Okay. The average cost of a pound of chocolate, okay, is about yep. three bucks wholesale. Okay. okay? I hope you're writing this down. This is important. I, I, I'm not, but go go for it. The average cost of a pound of peanuts, okay? Yeah. Wholesale is about 23 cents. Yeah. So there's approximately 750 shelled peanuts in a pound, roughly, okay? Okay. So I think it, giving those facts right there, we can all agree that chocolate costs more than peanuts, right? It's simple yes. math. Right. All right, let's continue, Kirby. <laughs> A 1.69-ounce bag of plain or milk chocolate M&Ms contains about 75 individual candies. Okay. Okay. The same size bag, 1.69 ounces, of peanut M&Ms contains about 22 candies. Hmm. So I know I went to Texas A&M, but even I can see you get about three and a half times more candy in a bag of milk chocolate M&Ms than you do in that fraudulent yellow bag of peanut ones. <laughs> and each bag costs the same, about a buck twenty-five a bag. Hold on. Okay. There's more. <laughs> Let's continue. So if we use the information I just gave you, in a 1.69 bag of milk chocolate M&Ms, there's about 33 cents worth of chocolate. Okay. okay. And knowing that there's approximately 33% less chocolate per candy on a peanut M&M, given the volume of the, of the peanut that's, you know, encased in chocolate, there's about 21 cents of chocolate in a 1.69-ounce bag of peanut M&Ms. And so given, given that there's an average of 22 candies in a yellow bag of peanut M&Ms, there's about, about – 0.5 ounces of peanuts in the bag. So let's break it down, Kirby. If we look at the costs, cost of this, and we're just talking about the cost of manufacturing, packaging, and distribution. I'm not factoring in marketing or sales or anything else. I know this is simplistic. But if you look at the milk chocolate versus peanut M&Ms, and you t- look at the costs, Mars makes 11 cents more profit per bag on a bag of peanut M&Ms because peanuts cost less and take more volume than chocolate. Wow. So many so many people have been bamboozled by this <laughs> into thinking that peanut M&Ms are some super awesome value because there's some minuscule protein content, please. I implore you, my friends and fans of the peanut M&M, you are getting fleeced by corporate greed. From a materials perspective, peanuts are far cheaper than the intoxicating chocolate, and the Mars family is charging you a premium for substandard content. Frankly, I don't want to stand for it. That's why we're talking about it. I'm not going to stand for it. I'm not going to sit for it. I'm not going to loiter, meander, saunter. I'm not going to do anything for it. It's time for a revolution. (laughs) Next time you have a hankering for peanut M&Ms, don't let the man tell you what that chocolate to peanut ratio should be. Do yourself a favor. Go to your local wholesale club, Sam's um, Costco, doesn't matter. Get a giant bag of plain M&Ms. Get a giant thing of peanuts. And you combine them yourself. Wow. 
I do, that's that's impressive. What I will say is that my new favorite candy is now beer. Okay, there you go. So <laughs> that that, but don't do you, don't you agree? I mean, it, you're, they're charging the same for for less less material. I mean, it's a it, it's, it's a fraud, Kirby. It's a fraud, I tell you. It is. Uh, yeah, it's 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 good margin. I I, I think good business on the uh, Mars. Company and uh, I don't like peanut M and M's. So this exactly, is, exactly. And I'm yeah. glad I've swayed you. I'm so glad. <laughs> thank you, Kirby. I'm so glad I've swayed you here because. Sure. Yeah, and don't even get me started on the creepy, crispy M and M's. That's like filled with air. I can't even imagine how American people are getting fleeced on that. Or the pretzel M M&M? and M. Please, I'm done with the entire Mars company. I am now focused on uh, Hershey bars. Wow, that is. I think we're all pretty excited that you're done with the Mars. Uh, and the M&M conspiracy. I, I, I really did the research, Kirby. I've got it, I got it right here. I mean, yeah. But I think I've shown that the, there's a clear choice in value. The milk I, I, chocolate M&M is a better value than the peanut M&M. Plus, you don't have somebody telling you what the chocolate to peanut ratio should be. And you're not lining the pockets of some corporate Mr. Rich Guy. At Mars. Uh, that is impressive. You have you have officially covered that topic, my friend. Um, I'll take that as to mean we need to move on. <laughs> that was impressive. That is a lot of research. Kirby. All right. So I don't know if you've seen this. Uh, uh, there's some been some movement on the PPAI board. Mm-hmm. Um, Sharon Willishell left the industry. She was at PCNA, and she was actually incoming board chair. Okay. Um, and she's been replaced by Norm Hollinger uh, yes. from Alpha Broder, who's been previously on the board. He actually had just rolled off the board, and now he's back on the board. Uh, I think his term expires in uh, after Expo in 2021. Okay. And then last year, Lori Cates, who was with Imagine Brands, she, she left Imagine Brands and was replaced by Ira Neiman over at Vantage. Now, obviously, very capable people taking over seats that are vacated by Sharon Willishell and Lori Cates. Mm-hmm. Here's, here's a, are you worried that there's been too much turnover on the board recently? It seems very turbulent to me. No. Okay. Uh, no, and, and not because it, anything bad. I think that some of this stuff is just natural. Um, that being said, uh, when you said that Norm was, you know, kind of coming back on and he had just finished a term, I will say my initial reaction to that was, oh, good, that provides some level of stability. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that is, you know, having served on a bunch of different boards, whether it's through city council, whether it's through local organizations now on the on the um, OPA board, having that institutional knowledge and that sort of historical data from a board is so valuable, especially for those people who are just rolling on. Um, so yeah, it's it, sometimes it's concerning, but from my perspective, um, it, you know, I think if it were like, hey, these are all people who are in the industry and they just said, screw this noise, I'm out, that's different to me. Yeah. Um, whereas, hey, if they've, you know, they got a new opportunity, they um, left the industry for right. whatever reason that to me, it's like, oh, well, that just happens. And um, having people who are sort of in the wings who are willing to step up, number one, thank you <laughs> for those people willing to serve. Um, but, yeah, I think it all depends on the situation. And, you know, when you explained that just now, I'm like, oh, no, I think that stuff happens. And mm-hmm. uh, having someone with. 
experience being able to step in there is super valuable. And, and the reality of it is, um, you know, I trust uh, the leadership there at PPAI um, because the board is super important. I know it's an active board, but uh, when you have the right leadership there, you know, I think that fills in a lot of holes, if that makes sense. But, okay, let me play devil's advocate here. Shouldn't we seek new voices than relying on the capable knowns? I, Norm's extraordinarily capable. I know Norm. He's yeah. an incredibly bright, intelligent. He's one of those wonderful people you want in a room who's, who's mm-hmm. extremely intelligent, listens to everybody, and then when he speaks, everybody listens. He's that kind of guy. But should we seek maybe some different voices, some new voices? Yeah. And, again, I'm just playing devil's advocate here because, actually, I tend to agree with you. I yeah. also trust the leadership at PPA. And I know that um, the the view of looking for someone for board seats, whether they're new board members or replacing a board member, like what we're talking about here, they're looking for specific skill sets to replace. Right. right so right. it's not it's not like oh gosh we know Norm let's bring Norm back. They're looking for specific skill sets, and Norm happens to possess them. But shouldn't they shouldn't we look for outside newer voices as well? Yeah, I think you should when you're r- rolling into new board members. Mm-hmm. Like, and I think that's what they're doing. I think when we've looked at the couple of the we've talked about the a couple of the new board members that are coming on now, um, I think this is a little bit different because you know you talked about this being the board chair, right? Um, no, and, um, no, Sharon no. was was going to be the board chair. Um, she left the industry, and yeah. so um, they I, they brought. Um, Norm to replace her, but I think the incoming board chair is actually Todd Potterbaum now. Oh, okay. So I I, I misunderstood then no, when you said fault. that because I was like, okay, we want somebody who actually can have a steady hand on that. That was sort of my take on it. No, I don't have any problem with the new voices, but again, I also don't have a problem when it's like there's a moment where there is a hole to fill and they need to fill it quickly. Having someone who has that sort of, uh, again, that historical data from the board to fill that, Mm -hmm. that doesn't bother me. Um, I think moving forward, yes, new, uh, fresh voices are very important. Okay. Kirby, you got a topic for Absolutely. You got a topic for us? So, yeah. um, You know this because we are buddies, believe it or not, outside of this podcast. We are. um, That uh, I am getting ready to step out of the office and I'm um, going to... Uh, go see my daughter. Who you are. Is, yeah, who's going to be, it, not going to be, she is uh, dancing and singing on a cruise ship in California. So my wife and I are going out and uh, getting ready to travel. And so it's it's kind of a work slash uh, uh, vacation for me. One of the things I struggle with is the unplug. You and I have talked a little bit about this, about how to unplug. Mm-hmm. And the other piece is I'm going to a place where there's tons of cool visuals. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we'll be on a cruise ship and stuff like that. So I'm trying to figure out how to balance, okay, I need to unplug and spend time with my lovely bride and my daughter, but I think it's going to be really cool to shoot video. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I love to shoot video. So um, I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to balance that without being annoying to my family, but mm-hmm. still be able to capture some of the trip. Right. How do you... When, when you're going into a vacation, do you just like, dude, I am unplugging or or is that an evolving based on the trip? How do you generally manage that? And then, you know, what did, if you have any advice for me? <laughs> um, generally, I do when, when I'm on vacation. Um, you know, there are things like this that um, if technology and Internet provides, I will record our podcast on vacation. Right. And mm-hmm. you've done the same. Um Generally, I may I'll check my email in the morning. 
pound yeah. through it. Uh, I'll check it for 20 minutes at night and pound through it just so I don't come back to an avalanche. Or, yeah, you know. me too. I agree so I'll that. do that. But other than that, I, I really try to unplug as much as I can. You know, when you're on a cruise ship, it's a little different. I, I You know, you can certainly get internet, but it's pretty crappy from what I understand. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's very unreliable and very slow. Um, so I think trying to actually do any work on a cruise ship is probably not uh, the smartest thing to do. I don't know if I have any advice to you. I Here's the thing. When you are shooting video, that's something that gives you joy. So Agreed, it, might, it yeah. might might be a work for me to do video, which because shooting video gives me very little wow or joy. <laughs> but it gives you a tremendous amount of joy. And so because yeah. it does, um, it, to me, the, the line's blurred a little bit. So, right. you know, if that's what makes you happy, who am I to knock it? Right. It's just like if I'm happy sitting on a balcony – um, uh, or sitting in my backyard uh, barbecuing, you know, a brisket and listening to whatever music I'm listening to and having a cocktail, who, who cares? You know, that's what right. that's what recharges my battery. So mm. to me, I don't think – to me, it's not really a question. It's, it's – uh, I've said this before. I think the work-life balance is a complete illusion. <laughs> I, I don't think it exists. If, right. you ha- if you hate what you do, then you're always seeking balance on the other side of those scales. If right. you really enjoy what you do, it's very easy to blend the two together, in my opinion. So. Yeah, and, and for me, it's one of those um, – the reality of it is I've already talked to Amy a little bit about this, and I mm-hmm. think that's one of the keys is that it doesn't uh, bleed over and, and irritate her too much. Right. Um, and she's just said, look – yeah, I know you like doing it. So as long as it isn't all day, every day, um, I'm I'm cool with it. And mm-hmm. so it is one of those things where I really do enjoy doing it. And so um, when you really enjoy sort of that piece of your life, it's it's a strange little combo to say, well, it's not this this particular thing I'm doing that I do at work. I'm not doing for work. I'm doing yeah. this for me. And so it's it's going to be an interesting um, yeah. an interesting thing. And, and and again, as I build the YouTube. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm working to build my YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. It, it, you know, I think that sometimes that kind of video is just new and different and interesting, too. Right. And so that's a part of it as well. well I get it. And like I said, I, I generally find documenting travel a nuisance. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't enjoy it. There's many times I will say to Sandy, can we just enjoy the moment and not have to take a picture and not have <laughs> something in front of her face? Can we just yeah. enjoy the moment, please? Yeah. Um, that's not a criticism of her because you do yeah. want those memories and you do want them, you know, memorialized in some way, shape, or form. I just, I just never want to be held in the camera. I just, I'd rather enjoy the moment and be lost in the moment. But that's just me. Kirby, sure. do you have a, one other topic you want to go? Since I kind of did two in a row, you want to do another one? Uh, sure. Um, so I guess this is just uh, this is one of those, and I, I will quote my good friend Bill Petrie here. Oh, hey, all right. Uh, that I think we'd be a little tone deaf yes. uh, if we don't talk about the fact that you know each year, a lot of times this time of year, we get into some weather issues, mm-hmm. and we've certainly had issues with snow and flooding and different things. And obviously, Hurricane Dorian is knocking on our doorstep. Yep. Um, and it's just it's one here. of those. Yeah, it's here. Uh, Calls to be patient, right, Mm -hmm. to distributors, to suppliers, and really um, to end users um, that this is a challenging time for both distributors, uh, suppliers, and there are bigger things at stake than a pen order. Um, And I was thinking about something you said uh, about the tariffs, Mm -hmm. actually, where I think this is one of those moments where those of us who don't live over on the East Coast and are not being affected by this can 
can get out in front of this from a communication perspective for our end users mm -hmm. and just say, look, some of our suppliers are along those. We're, we're praying for those in harm's way and, you know, kind of just add perspective to our clients right. um, on the front end. And I, I didn't know if you had, you know, you, you had thoughts about that or if that made sense to you. I think, the, you know, people who are worried about their pen or mug order being late are, are, are dumb um, in this situation. <laughs> You know, and I'm sorry. Well said. <laughs> I mean, just just get over yourselves. Um, the sun will still come up tomorrow for you. There's a whole, you know, I don't know how many thousands of people on the Bahamas whose lives will never be the same. Um, right. And, and then you have the, you know, obviously the storm surge in Florida. And as we record this, it's battering the coast of South Carolina. And, and you know, to not be just aware and have grace for that is ridiculous to me right. you know um you can't can, i I, you know, I used to worry about stuff that i couldn't control obsess right. uh, to the point where i would obsess over things i couldn't control i'd lose sleep over things i couldn't control and i don't remember when the turning point was but i really don't anymore i just right. don't and i can't control the path of a hurricane you know our family's about to go on a cruise here in a month Right. And, you know, people were giving me a little shit about it. Well, man, I can't believe you're going during hurricane season. Well, I want to take the kids, and it's that's fall break, and, and that's when it is. So yeah. suck on it. That's where we're going. <laughs> and I, I, you know, we well might, said, yeah, my friend, we, well said. <laughs> we might get our, – our trip might get canceled. Well, that's yeah. why you get trip insurance. Yeah. And we might be, you know, Jess, Jess Onions, who works here at Promo Corner. She was on a cruise with her family. She was supposed to get back and dock on Saturday. They got back yesterday because Great. they were waylaid by the storm. Yeah. Things happen that are outside of your control. And I just find the more you can kind of take a deep breath and realize, um, you know, I'm not going to speak for Jess, but if I, I, I wouldn't want to be stuck on a boat an additional five or six days. Right. Um, but to realize I'm, my, I'm going to go home and I'm going to have a home and I'm going to have a job and I'm going to have all these things and my life's not destroyed. Suddenly a mug order doesn't seem that important when you really mm -hmm. start thinking about it. I think people are just so quick to react and how this impacts me. Yes. Um, why don't you think about how it's impacting not me? That would be kind of cool. So I, I'm right there with you. It's it's a tough situation. We would be tone deaf if we didn't talk about it. It's been a very weird, unpredictable storm. Yeah. Um, you know, Florida been spared, and now South Carolina's getting battered. It's just it's just it's just that time of year. Yeah, and uh, you know, truly, I think that you and I both are um, trying to be. Uh, you, the thoughts and prayers, I think, sometimes is overused in situations. But I think in this particular situation, it's appropriate. Then my thoughts and prayers are with all those folks in harm's way. Oh, absolutely. I mean, nothing you can do but just keep good, positive thoughts for for everybody in the line of, of that storm, and, and hopefully uh, things. Uh, Things turn out well, but you know what always turns out well, Kirby? What's that, Bill? Oh, that would be our good friends at Tervis. You know, we know about the classic line, the classic yep. plastic tumbler line made with Triton. I mean, it's fantastic, fantastic uh, product. Um, but their stainless line, you know, they introduced that about two years ago um, mm -hmm. with the goal of being a little bit better than the competition. Actually, 
I'm going to go ahead and say a lot better than the competition. Okay. By utilizing state-of-the-art 360-degree UV printing. And if you watched, uh, uh, Brandon highlighted them on promo every day a few months or a few weeks back, and just really cool stuff. They're available in four sizes, 12 ounces, 20 ounces, 30 ounces, and they've got a really cool 24-ounce water bottle. They come with a five-year warranty. They're copper-lined, vacuum-insulated. They keep your drink eight hours hot, 24 hours cold. I got to tell you, these things are phenomenal. They're mm-hmm. really, really great. And, and the decoration on them is just stellar. Sweet. Can't go wrong. So if you want to learn a little bit more about that really cool stainless line from Tervis, a brand you know and trust, go ahead and visit TervisPromos.com for a bit more information. Now, Kirby, we mm-hmm. are at the time where we will recognize the promo person of the week. And as we talk about, that's dedicated to that one person in the industry who's getting our attention. Age doesn't matter. Whatever. Nothing matters. Affiliation doesn't matter. <laughs> nothing matters. It's just nothing this person. <laughs> nothing matters except for this person is getting your attention this week because of what that person is doing in the world of promotional products. So I'm going to ask you, Kirby, name your promo person of the week. So my promo person of the week is probably overdue. Um, Whenever I think of the word ambassador of our industry, Paul Bellantone comes to mind. Mm -hmm. He is, it feels like tirelessly on the road, tirelessly um, being innovative for our industry. Um, he has he has been to Coshocton, Ohio to visit me, which is to me tells you he'll go to the ends of the earth to to learn about what the people he's serving are doing. Um, obviously, I think the pro, uh, promotional products work week. the The idea is very innovative. The idea of you know partnering with Advertising Age. I feel like we've taken the industry to a new level under Paul's leadership, and you know that. As an industry, I think is amazing, but the fact of the matter is, he's just a nice guy. And so, I when you talk about the promo person of the week, I think, you know how you used to say that, like in every industry where there's influencers, where every list, and he's not at the top of the list, it's it's a little bit flawed. As the fact that we've gotten this far into it and not mentioned Paul Bellantone, I think uh, I've missed the missed the. Boat. So, so Paul Bellantone is my promo person of the week. Yeah, well, shame the hell on you. Um, <laughs> no, it's. I think it's. I think probably Paul's been omitted because it's such an obvious one, right? Um, exactly. And, and I think you kind of covered that. So I don't want to be the redundant man of redundancy here, but you know, Paul has done quite a bit to elevate our industry. He's such a good partner, and one of my favorite things about Paul, he is one hell of a listener. Um, mm. He he works. Yes. He's working very closely on, on a number of initiatives. One with the Rack Board, which I happen to be president of the Rack Board. And uh, I got to tell you, just being around him is, is always uh, always makes me happy. He's such a very uh, effervescent, really good human being, and, and just really enjoy him. So definitely promo personal week with the one and only Paul Bellantone. Paul at LDW, I will give you a high five. I love it. I love it. All right, Kirby. So we're back up to our new segment, which is the best thing ever. Um, I was thinking about what I should ask you. It's my turn to ask this. I was thinking, well, I could ask you, you know, who is the best child ever? And I thought, well, that's kind of unfair. Okay. Um, Well, or do you want to answer that, Kirby? But best child ever? For you. Who's your best child? (laughs) I think Macaulay Culkin. No, no. I mean (laughs) your child. I mean someone named Hassaman. Uh, No, I think probably uh, me. 
I, I was probably the best child. Okay, well, that's not my question. <laughs> okay, good. Um, I was then I was thinking <laughs> about I'm deflecting. <laughs> well, then I was thinking about asking what your favorite childhood affliction was, and that seemed kind of weird. Okay. So I am asking you. So promo MBA is coming up in about ten days from the yep. day this drops. Yep. I want to know what the best education event you've ever attended was, either inside or outside the industry. Best education. Can I give two? Nope. Okay. Yes, you can, of course. Okay. Uh, so I, I would say probably the best, you know, uh, hopefully Promo MBA uh, lifts to the top of this list. But I think the first uh, common SKU event I went to, just because it was so different than anything in the industry at the time, mm-hmm. that, that pops into my head. And then there was a um, probably the, the, the first uh, Infusionsoft conference I went to. It was in Phoenix, Arizona. Um, There was uh, some great speakers. It was, what I liked about it is that, you know, the location was good. They had great speakers. And um, I don't know, I just left with that one on fire. And I, I ended up coming up with, I left there with a bunch of ideas for businesses I wanted to start because I was so inspired by so many of the different things that were not only the tools, but the speakers and everything. So probably that, I think they called it icon. Uh, now mm-hmm. I will say that like the next year I went to, it went it, it devolved into a ton of stage selling, which drives me crazy. Yeah, that stinks. Um, yeah, but but the first year I went, I was like, man, this is what it's supposed to be about. So that mm-hmm. that's probably the, the ones that pop into my head. Mm-hmm. How about you? Um, so I struggled with this, and, and unlike you, I actually adhered to the rules, and I thought I was the <laughs> one I got the most out of. Um, I, I was gonna, I was, you know, I, I debated between uh, uh, Skew Camp, um, yeah. but the one I picked was actually NALC, the North American Leadership Conference in 2017 mm. in Austin. Okay. There was a really, really great vibe at that show or that that event, and I walked away with several of the speakers just really moving me. Um, And and I still use some of the lessons I learned there. So when I think of the best education event I ever attended, that's definitely the one that comes to mind. Yeah, you you actually um, sent me a book. From I one did. of the speakers at that event. Now that you mentioned it, yeah, I so did. that was yeah, that's. Cool. I think I sent you. It's not what you sell. Yes, it's. That's right. uh, I think it's not what you sell. It's, it's what, what you, you stand, stand for. for. Yeah, yeah, absolutely cool. Well, that's a good one, man. All right. Well, hey, I think we are just about going to wrap this up, but not before we thank our good strongs over at Bam Bams. You know what? That custom headwear program. Got to tell you, don't want to beat a dead horse, but let me find a horse to beat. <laughs> Fully custom caps designed by your team, their team, or the Ohio State Buckeyes. Nice. They will deliver to your customer in 30 days or less from sample approval. And as we discussed, Bam Bams is out of factories in Vietnam, so they're not impacted by those pesky tariffs going forward. So Stocker Custom, let Bam Bams be your first and only choice, your only thought, your only desire for custom headwear. Kirby, (laughs) always a pleasure to unscript with you. Um, Had much wow on the podcast, much excite. There you go. Go Bucks. Thank you for listening to Unscripted with Kirby Hossaman and Bill Petrie. Unscripted is available every Friday at promocorner.com, the leader in digital marketing for the promotional products industry.